0: Visit RobertHalf.com today. Welcome into this special edition of Attacking Third as the United States wraps up their 2 1 win over China in a pair of friendlies. This match tonight happening in Frisco, Texas, as we welcome you into the Galazzo Network alongside Sandra Herrera. I'm Lisa Carlin. Sandra, welcome in the U.S. Had a pair of friendlies against China. The first one, a 3-0 smacking that got off to a very fast start. However, this second friendly, it took a little bit for the U.S. to get going. I mean, were they asleep at the start of this match, Sandra? Uh,
1: Look, Lisa, I was a little bit at at times. I'm not gonna front, gotta keep it real. Uh, (laughs) They set me up. I, I loved what we witnessed on Saturday. It looked like they were having a lot of fun. Getting into some dangerous uh, scenarios, there getting themselves into some really prime opportunities. Thought we were going to get a little bit uh, similar energy, but once we saw that starting lineup, I did have a little bit of a second thought. Well, maybe it's going to take some time here for these players to get readjusted because of those changes. So I, I was uh, I was a little bit hopeful in the beginning. Then reality set in, of course. But all is well that ends well, and they got the victory tonight. Can't wait to break it down with you. Yeah, ultimately,
0: the victory did come, but uh, over the 90 minutes, there were a lot of moments where the U.S. didn't look their best. We're going to dive into that, but first, let's take you through those 90 minutes and how this 2-1 win for the U.S. unfolded. Of course, Allie Krieger retiring after the end of her NWSL championship with Gotham was honored. But throughout the first half, a bit of a snoozer until the stoppage time. It's a set piece from China and disarray defensively for the United States. The ball comes across. Kingsbury's out of position and it's headed back through. It's Xin Meng Yu who gets the opening goal of this match from China. She plays for Celtic and an opening goal in this match that no one thought was going to come from China. In the second half, uh, a set piece corner kick for the United States. It bounces around the box. Sonnet lays it off and Sam Coffey gets her first U.S. international goal on this redirect. It's a beautiful curler into the top net. That's Coffee's first goal of the year. In the 79th minute, Corbin Albert drew a set piece just outside the 18 it was struck well Jaden Shaw she finds the back of the net Shaw initially stands over it she doesn't take the set piece but Sophia Smith heads this ball back into the mixer and Shaw says without a doubt I am finishing this one the hometown hero out of frisco texas she earns her start and the game-winning goal for the united states as we take a look at the stats for this sandra a u.s dominating possession dominating in shots and shots on target why did it take so long for the u.s to ultimately break through
1: well i think it was different adjustments honestly on both sides of the ball i think we saw china come out of that first game on saturday not happy with how they gave up those three goals and we saw a bit of an adjustment for them in a 5-4-1 in this match and it was difficult for the united states to break that down a little bit kind of reintroducing a bit of that storyline that we've heard around this team in 2023 that sometimes when they face a a little bit of a block it's difficult for them to break down through stretches of a game, and we saw that tonight. So while it was really exciting to maybe see a bit of a four-two-two in a box, uh, and then now at times see a four-two-two-two, how was that going to work in a second game? And it looks like China maybe had an answer for that in this five-back. Not a lot of moments of uh, dangerous looks as compared to what we saw on Saturday but I don't think it was lack of effort. There was still some good defensive press by this United States team. I really liked some of those adjustments. I wanted to see Jaden Shaw get a full 90 minutes. We ended up seeing that tonight, but that was a player that we saw pretty frequently on the ball along with Lindsey Horan and some others in this this team. But I really do think it was more the adjustments that China made on their end that presented some issues for the United States to go ahead and break down. Yeah, you're exactly right,
0: Sandra. I mean, for Shaw, this was just her fifth cap she ends up getting her second US international goal but the changes for the US um, and frankly the changes that China made going in a defensive back were difficult seven changes for Twilight Kilgore as the interim head coach for the United States and four of them coming in the attacking six and this is how the US uh, lines up Aubrey Kingsbury back in goal for the first time in over 600 days um, getting minutes between the sticks and when the U.S. is in possession, it almost looks like a three-four-three in possession with Knight, Stronger, Germa, and Davidson acting as the three center box center backs. Emily Fox really pushing up high and wide into that flank area and overloading wide spaces. Jaden Shaw also tucking back into the midfield. So. A lot of fluidity with the formation with the United States. Take a look at um, this passing network for the United States. When you look at the center backs, that's Germa and Davidson, 12 and 15. The U.S. spent most of their time in their attacking end and in China's defensive end. But the width truly coming from Emily Fox, number 23, at the bottom of that grid. And that's exactly what the United States wants to see, those wide areas being taken over by Emily Fox. Sandra is, I mean, despite all these changes, it did look like there was a lack of rhythm, a lack of cohesion with these players out there on the pitch. I mean, so many of them getting a first handful of caps with single digit caps at this point. Is that what this is alluded to? Because
1: once the subs came, things started to change a little bit better for the U.S. I think that's a huge part of it. You're 100% correct. I know over the course of these last few times we've gotten together to discuss the United States Women's National Team, we've spoken about that a little bit. There's that excitement in seeing a lot of these um, newer faces, less capped players, but in a second friendly where you have all of these different rotations, like, yes, there was going to be a little bit of of an adjustment that needs to be made, but I thought it was a really interesting point to take a look at some of those areas on the pitch. If you're looking line by line, even kind of breaking it down further and saying, not only are these newer names playing, getting a starting role tonight, but they're getting a starting role with each other for uh, really the first time, or they haven't really had a lot of time together to experience each other's movements and kind of have a little bit of that cohesion so maybe that's also why we saw a little bit of lack of fluidity and let's be real lisa i mean it's it's the final game of the year maybe there's some <laughs> moments of, of senioritis i mean i know i'm looking forward to the holidays and i'm sure you are too but it's it's the last game of the year and, and maybe if you're kind of given a little bit of a similar assignment. So you're gonna go out there and just try to kind of give it your your best. But I think when we saw some struggles, some a little bit of you know flat footedness out in this one, and then you have a goal to kind of close out that half. You're conceding it definitely shakes some things up. So a combination of like needing to wake up by conceding a goal with a combination of putting in players who have had experience in shaking things up I think kind of alluded to putting better potential in front of goal down the stretch of this game Sandra I mean we can't give senior senioritis
0: the excuse here because so many (laughs) of these players are still trying to prove themselves on this roster and try to secure a spot at the Olympics just a few months away over eight months away so that to me that's just not a good enough excuse for this side I think that. The biggest factor is that they didn't have a lot of rhythm together. So many of these players were playing together for the very first time and in a new formation. So that wrinkle does change things up. I think with the midfield unit specifically, Sam Coffey, Lindsey Horan, um, and Emily Sonnet in there. Emily Sonnet's done a great job. And Sam Coffey understands her role as well, being more of that defensive player. But Lindsey Horan pressing up higher is more of a 10 in this game. I frankly didn't like it as much. She plays better as an eight or a box-to-box midfielder, a six that drops back into the double pivot who can then press forward. She almost looked lost in that space as a 10. And because of the way China set up with their five back, the U.S. needed to rely on more of their creativity, more of their free-flowing attacking movements in order to break down that low block that was really compact centrally that China was showing. Lindsay Horan is not the player to do that in the midfield. That calls for a Rose Lavelle, a Savannah DeMello in that midfield. Even a Jaden Shaw. I would have liked to see her press in. And that's the change that we did see in the second half a little bit because Lindsay Horan stretched out. She occupied space on the flank. Jaden Shaw was able to tuck in a little bit more. And there was a little bit more movement. But that needs to happen in the first half, especially if you're Lindsay Horan and the captain of this
1: team. She has to be the one dicking. Teating that, right? I gotta ask you, though, Lisa, do you think when she plays a bit higher on this pitch, do you think it changes not just obviously what's happening around her, but her perhaps ideal profile as a player? What would you ideally like to see her coming out in these roles?
0: I like Lindsay Heran better as a box-to-box midfielder playing a little bit deeper as an eight that can slot into a double pivot that can get forward as a late runner but as a 10 for the United States it, think of Rose Lavelle and the moments when she is most effective is when she can make those runs between the center backs in behind or when she can get on the ball and dribble Lindsay Hurran doesn't do that that's not where she will thrive the most on the field as a player and I also think that Lindsay Horan has a lot going on in her head. And I don't mean that negatively, but as the captain, as the most capped player on this team, the most veteran player, she's trying to make sure that Everyone is organized. Everyone is in the same place. And when you push her a little bit higher up the field, she's, her natural inclination is to drop a little bit, make sure they don't get um, transitioned on or countered attack by China. And as a 10, you have to press higher. And throughout the first 45, she was dropping too much when they didn't need to. They needed creativity and combination in that front line. Um, Sandra, with the changes that did ultimately come in the second half for the United States, so did goals. I, I want to talk about the first goal for Sam Coffey, um, her first international goal, and she's the assist queen. She led the NWSL with eight assists this year. Um, how special is that moment for Sam Coffey, and and what did you like from Coffey's performance?
1: Yeah, you love to see it. I think what I liked the most out of Coffee's performance tonight was her ability to make those quick adjustments. I, I think in a game where we wanted to see players not look so sluggish or try to play with a little bit of urgency. I think coffee was a player that stood out a little bit in that. We saw her trying to go to the ball or try to read the play to meet the ball. And I think that early call with the handball, she was a little bit discouraged by that, but that was a little bit reflective of how she was trying to play in the press a bit through stretches of that different defensive press. So I'm very happy that she got the goal because who doesn't love to get a a goal and eventually see this team get the W, but this is a player who has been called in and out of national team camps, who maybe was more on the bubble versus part of that actual player pool uh, in terms of the buildup to the World Cup and who was going to be named to that 23-player roster to the World Cup someone who kind of fell out of contention for that. So, so to sort of see this kind of full story arc kind of come full circle towards the end of the year where she's back in the mix of these national team camps, getting minutes tonight, getting a start, and getting the goal that ultimately kind of changes the trajectory of this game, I thought it was massive for her to kind of get that and close out the year. But I, I liked her performance tonight. I think it says a lot about her as a player, we saw maybe a little bit of disjointedness or a little bit of lack of cohesion, that this was a player that was still trying to find herself on the ball or disrupt China whenever they were trying to transition. She's been on the bubble. Sam Coffey's been on the bubble of this roster. Andy Sullivan not called into
0: this camp. Sandra, is there a spot on this roster for Sam Coffey moving forward?
1: Yeah. I, I think so. I, I would say that anything's possible now when we're tapping into a new era of things. I mean, we've been talking endlessly about the eventual arrival of Emma Hayes. Interim head coach Twyla Kilgore has shown that she's not afraid to rotate and get players minutes. So I would anticipate that this absolutely is not going to be the, the last uh, time we see Sam Coffee, especially in the midst of a buildup to an Olympics. I'm sure Sam Coffey's going to love to hear that, Sandra.
0: Um, Appreciate it as always. All right, we're going to take a break. We've got plenty more to break down with the United States and their 2-1 win over China. When we return, don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Attacking Third. The United States defeat China 2-1 in their final match of 2023. The game winner coming from 19-year-old forward Jaden Shaw in her hometown of Frisco, Texas for this match. Shaw's a player for me, Sandra, that I wanted to see get significant minutes, get a start, get time, which was expected in her hometown she smacked that ball into the back of the net. And I liked what I see from her. She's a creative player that provides a lot of versatility for the United States. She can play in the 10. She can play out on the wide areas where we mostly saw her tonight. She can take set pieces, saw her standing over the top of that one before she eventually finished it. and. Uh, A young player, just 19 years old. However, this was her fifth cap, her second goal with the United States. She seems like she's got the confidence to compete at this level and like she already belongs. Is that the vibe you got too?
1: 100% Lisa. Look, there's nothing I love more than a hometown goal from the local kid. I love that it came to fruition tonight. And I love that it was just like a a moment where she just let it rip. Just confidence behind the strength of the shot you love to see it and this really should be the jaden shaw show so i really love that we came back and we're ready to chat all about this player i know you've been high on her i've been high on her i feel like this is a player that we were even like hey there's a world cup year is there a shot there's always a shot but unfortunately we didn't get to see her in the world cup but i think we've got to see her development in a lot of other ways so we know what she can do for club we've seen her really deliver the goods when it comes to san diego afc and playing in nwsl but getting to watch her over these last four months with the national team i think for more casual viewers take a look at this player and say this player is very very special and they would be correct so i think this (laughs) is a, a player that we've seen her like Really good hold up play over these last four months with the national team. So it's not just her ability to connect that final pass or break those lines, but the fact that she kind of had this really good movement off the ball is something that's going to be essential, an essential skill for this team as they build up to the Olympics. A lot to come
0: in the future for the U.S. and for Jaden Shaw, of course. She gets the game winner and the
1: 2-1 win for the
0: U.S. over China. Sandra, switching gears to our, our sisters to the north, Canada. They play friendlies against Australia, and the international game is saying goodbye to a legend. Where Christine Sinclair um, plays her final game with Canada against Australia. She's football's all-time top international goal scorer at 190 goals. She made her senior national team debut at 16, and now she says goodbye 24 years later. She's playing for over two decades, 330 caps, 15 seasons, three professional clubs. It is the end of an incredible era and all that Christine Sinclair has done for the game of women's football internationally for Canada in the NWSL. And we've had the pleasure to watch her. So we say goodbye to a legend as Canada takes on Australia in the second of two friendlies um, in this international window. Sandra, this was so fun. I appreciate this. Thanks, everyone, for watching us here on Attacking Third. We've got more about the U.S. on Attacking Third Friday at 8. Luck, we'll see you then.